welcome to the Roll for Combat Actual Play Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat. I'm your GM and host, Stephen Glicker, and in this week's special episode, we are playing through the Pathfinder Society scenario, quest number one, The Sandstone Secret, written by one Linda Zayas Palmer. And special guests this week playing the Sandstone Secret are myself, as well as Linda Zayas Palmer, Mark Steifer, both from Paizo, as well as Rule for Combat regulars, Chris Beamer, and John Stats. For those of you brand new to Rule for Combat, welcome. We are a weekly actual play podcast where we are currently playing through the Starfinder Adventure Path Dead Sons. We are up to, well, kind of the end of book five and about to start book six. So that one is about to wrap up. And we just started the Pathfinder second edition adventure, The Fall of Plaguestone. Both of these adventures can be found on our website, RollForCombat.com, as well as anywhere you find podcasts. We should not be too hard to find. In addition, we also post interviews and reviews on a regular basis. If you go to the podcast, you'll also find regular interviews with many members of the Paizo crew. Those are posted on a fairly regular basis, usually every couple of weeks or so, and they coordinate with major releases by Paizo. And then, of course, we have the reviews. We have both podcast reviews as well as written reviews of every single hardcover book released by Paizo. You can find those at the Rule for Combat website at ruleforcombat.com. And then finally, there's the Rule for Combat Discord channel, where we have a vibrant community. Not only do we discuss all things gaming and geek, we also play Pathfinder and Starfinder Society at the Discord channel. We're an official lodge for Paizo, and you too can join or start a game. Just simply go to discord.rollforcombat.com and you too can join in the fun. We have currently over a hundred games going on, that's right. And how are these played? They're played right in the Discord channel. It's called Play by Post, or in this case, Play by Discord. In addition, if you want to play a live game, such as over the internet, you can do that as well. Once again, just go to discord.ruleforcombat.com and you too can join in on the fun. As for this week's episode, this is a special episode that is completely self-contained in one podcast. It will begin and end on this one podcast. Paizo started this new line in their society play called the Quest Line. These quests are one-hour adventures that usually have a social encounter of some sort, a hazard of some sort, and then one combat encounter. That's kind of a rough guess, but in this case, we actually have the author herself, Linda Zayas Palmer, playing with us. What makes this so much fun is her adventure is randomly configured. So even though she wrote the adventure, she will have no idea what to expect because it's never the same twice. This is what's called a repeatable adventure. You've probably seen this in Starfinder, where these adventures are created in such a way that you can repeat them over and over again. You'll never get the same events twice, so it allows the same player to continuously replay that adventure over and over again. And what makes this so much fun and so great for podcasting is it's only an hour long, so you can listen to the entire thing right here and right now. So a few very quick notes about this adventure. First of all, we played this about a month ago, so we were still a little rusty on some of the rules. Second thing is, 
For those of you who don't know, Mark Steifer was part of the core team that wrote the rules for Pathfinder 2nd Edition. And let me tell you, I'm glad he played with us. Because before we started, I was talking to Linda and we were joking how this is really not that deadly of an adventure. That you should be able to go in, clear it out, and be totally fine. And whoa Nelly, were we completely wrong. This adventure gets mind-bogglingly complex. And thank God Mark was there because it turns into a tutorial on how to utilize the death and dying rules in detail. So those of you who want to know exactly how this works and see some crazy shenanigans, pay attention because Mark steps us through everything. So do keep in mind, this is everyone's very first character for Pathfinder Society 2nd Edition, number 2001. So if I kill off these characters, their first character ever is dead forever. And I'm not exactly sure if I really want that feather in my cap. I mean, yeah, I'm a GM, but am I really that evil? I guess you're just going to have to find out and listen to this entire episode. So without further ado, the Sandstone Secret. Hey everyone, Steve here, and we got a special event. We're going to be playing the Sandstone Secret by Linda Zayas Palmer. And we have the author, as well as other Pies of friends and family, as well as some other role for combat people playing this cool quest tonight. And quests are these like one hour mini adventures that you could just jump in and play and finish. And what I like about them is that we can do this in one podcast, one podcast beginning and done. So with that, let's jump into who is joining us tonight. Linda, you want to start us off? Hi, I'm Linda Zayas Palmer. And I'm going to be playing um, my very first session of Pathfinder Society in 2nd Edition with uh, my elf druid, Jahali Kuvaru, and her leshy familiar, Govani. I'm Mark Seifter. I'm a designer at Paizo and one of the creators of Pathfinder 2nd Edition. And I'm going to be playing uh, Lasser Alant, who is a cleric of Shellen. My name is Chris Beamer. I am a player. Um, and I sell food. Uh, I'm playing Koloth, who's an outcast of the Red Hand Clan of the Mindspin Mountains, who had to survive on his wits and brute strength. Taken in by the Pathfinder Society, he managed to scrounge up enough gold and equipment in search of adventure and more coin. And I am John Stats, author of the World of Warcraft Diary. I'm also a player playing a halfling thief named Mr. Peepers. And Mr. Peepers is going to be uh, a typical halfling, very cheery, uh, doesn't have a well-developed sense of danger. So it'll be interesting to see how long he uh, stays alive in this. Wow. Mr. Peepers. Is it, is it like Mr. Magoo? It sounds yeah. like a, a, a takeoff of him. A little bit. Could be. Could be. So the fun thing about these quests is that they are designed to be run very quick with minimum prep. So I barely read this thing. So let's see how this goes. Let's see how great of a job you did at writing this, Linda. Here we go. Let's jump right into it, shall we? So the first thing I gave to you was a little handout, which has some information about the Pathfinder Society, some, some standard facts about Pathfinder agents. Does anyone want to read these out loud? I can read it. 
your character is a member of an in-world organization known as the Pathfinder Society. The following facts are common knowledge for Pathfinder agents. Pathfinder agents are adventurers who travel throughout the world, exploring new places and chronicling both history and modern lore. The motto of this Pathfinder Society is Explore, Report, Cooperate. The Pathfinder Society publishes the records of its most exciting and significant missions in a series of journals called the Pathfinder Chronicles. Most of these chronicles are available to the public. The Pathfinder Society's bases of operation are called lodges. The largest and most prominent of these lodges is the Grand Lodge in Absalom. The symbol of the Pathfinder Society is the Glyph of the Open Road, which appears at the bottom of this handout. Most Pathfinders carry a type of magical compass called a Wayfinder. Because Wayfinders are rarely seen outside of the Pathfinder Society, they often serve as symbols of membership in the organization. Pathfinder Society leaders' agents are most likely to interact with are called Venture Captains. Venture Captains organize missions for other agents, and they typically manage their own lodges. At the top of the Pathfinder Society's hierarchy are the Decemvirate, known as the Ten. So those are the standard facts about Pathfinders. That's actually a good refresher, even for myself, because I uh, didn't remember all seven of those facts myself after 11 years of playing Pathfinder. So good job right there for giving everyone a little bit of information on Pathfinder Society. Thanks. It was... Uh, I mean, Linda put that in there on purpose, right? Yeah, because I figured that... Um, I figured that you're at Gen Con, you've got all these new players who haven't played before. What are they going to be playing first? Well, this thing. How about telling them what the Pathfinder Society actually is? So they're not, um, so they're not in the situation where Steven was, where he's done a bunch of things with scenarios, but they don't really talk about what it means to be a pathway. Excellent. So with that, you are in the sand-swept nation of Osirin, the truly ancient sand-swept nation where there's pharaohs and sphinxes and pyramids and so forth. You have been invited to the lush gardens outside Sandswept Hall, and you have been here for over a day. You've met each other. You've introduced yourselves to each other. You've all are fairly new to the society, this being one of your very first assignments ever. And uh, I presume you've introduced yourselves as we just went through little introductions, but is there anything you want to say to each other in character? Where's my Wayfinder? I seem to have lost it. I'll use my Wayfinder to find yours. <laughs> I haven't acquired one of those yet. I do plan to soon. It's just there were so many other things that I needed to pick up. My venture captain was supposed to give me one before I left for this land. <laughs> I've never been on a full mission before. This is exciting. Let's not dally. Who is this person before us? So in front of you, the shaded gardens outside Sandswept Hall provide a welcome respite from the sweltering midday sun. Venture Captain Norday Beltanir, Belantir reaches up to one of the date palms overhead, pulling down a bunch of ripe fruit to share with the table. They're good for much more than shade, my friends. But I do not call you here to enjoy my garden. A few months ago, I finally received confirmation that we would be able to execute one of the latest excavation permits issued by the Osarian government. The site is a desert location where the dunes have shifted, revealing the beginnings of a staircase leading down to beneath the sands. 
the Sarian government is uh, protective of its cultural history and with the recent changes in their stance on allowing foreign archaeologists to work inside their borders, I wasn't sure this permit would even stand. The bureaucracy was rather slow this time around, but it turns out we were approved before they stopped issuing permits. I've already secured your provisions, including camels, tents, food, water, tools, to perform the excavation and a map to the site. As you know, it may take many weeks to clear the site of debris. The desert will be unforgiving, so don't hesitate to return here to rest as needed. The government has already sent guards to oversee the site and protect against any potential thieves. Remember, keeping up good reputation in Osirian is vital to the Pathfinder Society's continued presence here. Don't antagonize the gods. And with that, he waves to you and sees to almost indicate if you have any questions. What kind of fees can we expect at this uh, site? Have you seen any sign of them? Because I don't see any thieves here. Oh, I wouldn't worry about thieves. It's more of a precaution, as this is a newly excavated site. As I said before, it's been completely buried under the sand, so I doubt it'll attract much attention. It's more of a precaution. How far is the journey? Oh, it's not far. Perhaps a day on foot. As I said, you'll be able to return here as needed. Well, that sounds good. Uh, what can we expect? Uh, is there a little uh, return for our troubles? Or uh, we're happy to do this in the for the sake of, well, research and preser preserving your, your history. But is there any treasure in this? Oh, well, you know, as members of Pathfinder Society, you will be compensated, of course. Treasure and experience is your main reward. Very good. Well, I see no reason not to start right away without any more knowledge about this. Excellent. Ex well, it is a staircase. We don't know where it leads. Excellent, excellent. It does sound like you are Pathfinders to the core. Ask questions never and just charge ahead. It's always worked for me. Well, do you have any information that uh, would be absolutely mission critical to tell us, but that you won't tell us unless we ask you a question? Good question. Let me look at my notes in my adventure right here in front of me. No, I have nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. To be fair, Mark asking that at the majority of Pathfinder Society genes oh. ever is a good inspiration for me to make sure that the answer to that question is always no. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> That's a great question. Yes, what what an odd question from such a lovely young woman, but no, no, no. It's quite by the numbers. Go there, uncover the staircase, go down, try not to die. Very well. May the eternal rose bless this venture. Oh, yes, yes. May shall she. Anyhow, with that, be off. Your quest awaits. So, now, of course, it doesn't say how long it takes to get there in the adventure. But I'm just going to say... It's, that it's a day away. I, I, I you made, just said it was within a day. I made that up. Uh, we're going to say that it takes approximately a day. And you go not during the midday sun. You go, like, when it's cool, in the morning, and at night. And you get there, and it's, uh, it's evening. And you get to a, a little clearing. Although... Something appears to be a little odd here. It looks like that instead of 
seeing a dune with just a small entrance, it looks like there's a ruined entrance that's already been excavated with a staircase that leads down into a torch-lipped chamber of some sort. There appears to be a canvas fence secured around the staircase to keeping the sand from uh, seeping back in. And there's a guard sitting under the tarp, humming to herself. And there's also two additional guards napping off in the corner in the shade. Well, the venture captain said not to antagonize any of the guards. Uh, I wasn't even aware necessarily what guards there would be, but I think this is obviously they. Are you sure we're in the right place, though? This place looks to be a lot more excavated than the one we were looking for. Even Maybe the guards can point us in the right direction? This is clearly the location on the map. Well, let's ask the guards. So Mr. Peepers goes up, and let's see, are the uh, two of them are sitting down in the shade, and there's one... Two are that... napping. Oh. Yeah, two are napping to the south, yeah, and then the one in the front is uh, guarding the entrance, and is sort of, yep, the one you're in front of right now. Hi there! We're from out of town. We were sent here to investigate some of the dangers that some of your archaeologists might be facing. Can you please point the way to where the dig site is? She looks at you and says, Ah, more Pathfinders. Oh, I see you're here to uh, help out after we spent all that time clearing the entranceway. How convenient for you. Well, that's just the way of things. I mean, the future is always under construction, so that's just uh, another day. I guess so. But, uh, yeah, we've been doing it for the last month or so. Securing and clearing the entrance. Here's our hard work. And uh, last week, the head pathfinder began cataloging the uh, the ruins history. I guess you're here to help him out. There's a little bit about this situation that doesn't seem right to me. Uh, we just received information from the venture captain indicating that the excavation had not yet started due to a delay in the paperwork. And we were the Pathfinders that were first sent to the location. Are you saying that there's already a Pathfinder here? Hmm. She looks rather confused and says, Can you please show me uh, your paperwork or give me proof of who you are? I have a feeling maybe you're the thieves. <gasps> who, said, who said anything about thieves? But yes, the Venture Captain gave us this paperwork as well as a map to the location. When we left the lodge in Sothis. She does. She makes a little sound with her mouth. Tries to wake up the other guards who sort of start stirring. And she looks at you kind of with uh, kind of a little worried. Since there's so many of you and they appear to be heavily armed. Especially that half-orc who has way too many weapons on him, Chris. <laughs> I like to have a lot of I, I, I don't even know how you're able to afford as many weapons as Koleth has. Anyhow, yeah, she looks it over, and she's like, everything appears to be in order. Yeah, I'm confused, too. We got orders about a month ago to come out here from the Assyrian government and to start clearing it out, and which we've been doing for the last month. And then about a week ago, someone from Pathfinder Society said he was here to investigate, and he's been in there ever since. I, I presume he was part of your contingent. As far as we know, that's not the case, and the Venture Captain is the one in charge of this site, so there shouldn't be another Pathfinder here. 
Uh, would it be possible for us to talk to this Pathfinder and see if something's gone wrong? Pathfinders are a fairly autonomous organization sometimes when it comes to um, cooperating. Um, so there could have been some kind of clerical mistake where the venture captain was going here after another venture captain already put in some paperwork. I'm sure we can clear it up if we can talk to the other Pathfinder. Of course, of course. It looks like everything's in order. I do not know where he might be. He's probably in there somewhere. He does come out every so often just to get supplies and such, just to check in. I uh, haven't seen him in a few days, however, so he could be anywhere. Uh, we are not allowed to go into the site. We just guard it for thieves and such and secure it for the Pathfinder Society. So feel free to go in. Did this other Pathfinder have the correct paperwork as well? Yes, yes. He had all the correct paperwork. It seemed everything was in order. Can, can I do like a perception check or I don't know what kind of check it would be on this guard to like see if he actually yes. looks like he's an actual yes. guard or maybe he's... Yeah, I have a warfare lore. I think that would be a good uh, skill check. Sure. If that's... So the new way this works is... All these checks are secret. <laughs> like, so perception, it's um, sense motive doesn't exist anymore. It's just perception. And one thing I'm going to try to do, this is how I like to do it, because everyone likes to roll dice, and I feel it's not nearly as much fun if I roll the dice. And by the way, you all have hero points. I forgot to mention that. And a hero point can be used to either re-roll one die at any time or to bring you back to life if you are dying or at least stop you dying. So keep that in mind. So instead of secret rolls, what I like to do is you roll your perception three times, Chris, and I'm going to magically, in my mind, think of a number one, two, or three, and I'm going to pick that number. It also gives you a general idea if you actually rolled pretty well or pretty poorly. I kind of like doing this instead of secret rolls. This is at least the way I like to do secret. So why don't you just All right. roll I have a perception. plus zero. It's just it. You, wait, hold on, hold on. You cannot possibly have a plus zero. Oh yeah, that's actually right. That's wrong. You have a plus. Hmm. You have a plus. Even five. if even if you manage to give yourself a wisdom penalty, um, you would have it at least a plus two. Yeah, you and have a plus five, you? Chris. Yeah, plus five. Yeah, plus five. While this is going on, um, my leshy goes over to the shade of the guards. Uh, Gavani was not at all happy about the trek across the desert and is eager to be out of the sun. Excellent. Am I allowed to do a warfare? Lore? You do the same thing, John. Just, yeah, you would. Okay. Lores are basically all lore checks, all checks like this. You never know if you get good information. So just roll warfare lore three times, and then okay. you can roll perception three times. I just want to know if these guys are real uh, guards. Sure, sure. You can do warfare lore. Lore is kind of cool now because you don't know which, like, you can basically use lore for anything, and it's just up to me to decide. And using your warfare lore, like you're using that to sort of determine like what these guards in this area look like. Sure. And yeah. you looking them over, they look legit. It looks like this is the appropriate uniform and they seem to be uh, lazy, like, you know, actual guards. So you think this is the real deal. <laughs> these seem to be the real guards, but I don't know about that Pathfinder. We better go check inside. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Is that forward or to the sides here? He's asking the guard. She actually says to you, well, there's actually two entrances we were able to discover. This is the main entrance in front of you. 
and you can see a large entrance going down uh, 10 feet. It's like, we also found another side entrance, as you can see, to the north. That one's a little tighter. Uh, the Pathfinder was using both entrances, so it's Ooh. really up to you. Um, Peeper suggests that you guys go the main entrance, and he'll sneak around the side entrance. Ooh, that could be rather dangerous. That, that way we won't be surprised. Mm. So you're saying split the party. I would, I would suggest, Absolutely. I, I would suggest against that, Peepers. Excuse me, gentle guard, how quickly do these two entrances reconnect to each other? Are there several chambers in between? Oh, I uh, I don't know. Again, I haven't been inside. We only cleared up to the main entrance. We were not permitted to go inside. That is uh, the domain of the Pathfinders, as you are the archaeologist. We're just a brute force, you understand. Ah, uh, yes, of course. You mentioned that. Forgive me. Well, um, she s- says to Peepers, we're not really sure if you're going to wind up going through several additional rooms, which could have guardians or traps, um, before you meet back up with us if we split up. So it could be risky. I don't mind the risk. All right, fortune favors the bold. And I start to equip my shield. And uh, he's going to tar- try to sneak once he gets into the, the shadows as, uh, as he goes inside, of course. Do you expect danger, my friend? Jahali says when she sees you taking your shield out and equipping it. Oh, it's always best to be prepared. You're more experienced here, so I'll follow your lead. Jahali also takes out her shield and puts it up. I don't throw any weapon yet, though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start walking to the west. The west is the entrance, right? Yeah, there's an entrance to the west. Uh, Mr. Peepers is going off on his own. He's totally going off on his own to the north. Okay, Mr. Peepers, you see a long corridor that goes about 30 feet to the north. It goes down a bit, and the height of the ceiling is about 10 feet. And I like how you have the stair is nine inches tall, um, Linda. I've never seen someone put in the stair height before in an adventure. Oddly specific details for the loop. I know. I was like, really? What's the tread size? Uh, is it standard or non-standard? <laughs> like, uh, could we get a measurement? What's the riser? <laughs> exactly. Could we? Uh, are there handholds? Is this uh, is this OSHA compliant? This uh, this uh, temple? Mm, definitely not. No. Let's go with no handholds, but standard treads. There you go. So Lacer's shield is out. However, um, she's not holding it up constantly, defending all the time. She's searching just in case there might be any kind of traps or other dangers in here. I assume I passed uh, a doorway already. Yeah, there was a doorway to your east, Mr. Peepers, and then now the hallway's going to the west. And as you walk proudly forward... Sneaking, sneaking, not walking. I know, sneaking. Stealthing. Avoiding notice. Yes. As you as you avoid notice... Uh, Korath proudly walks down the stairs and gets kind of to a T intersection where there's a large double door in front of him. Although before that happens, he hears a click sound. You hear a whoosh and a large spear flies out of the wall socket, a.k.a. Indiana Jones style. And let's see if it hits you. No, wait. Um... Is, is this us or is this at Mr. Peepers? This oh, this is this was me. just a call off. It was just I was call-off. I was searching, which means that I would normally get a perception check to find any traps before we. Encounter I ra- I rolled it. I rolled it. Oh, rolled great, it. great, perfect. I've been rolling then those perception checks, and a five plus your perception did not hit the DC twenty. 
Of no problem. <laughs> I'm ready to heal and back up for my failure to find that trap. Oh, I'm actually been rolling it. Do you not see it where I said GM? Yeah, there's a question mark. Yep. Oh. Question mark. Yeah, I don't actually yeah. see that. Where is that? Oh, open up game log. Sorry, you might not have the game log. Up. Oh, yeah, here it is. GM rolls AD20. Yeah, I see it for question mark for question mark. Yeah, sorry about that. Anyhow, that's how I do it. And if you ever see me rolling, that's me rolling in secret. So. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, sorry. I don't actually. I don't announce it usually. They just see it, and also it should make the sound on your side. So, um, but I did roll. The rolls were really, really bad. Even Mister Peepers, believe it or not, failed um, in his check. Anyhow, he's not, I, he's not even near us. No, he's not. Well, he's got so, his own trap, maybe. <laughs> so eleven plus fourteen is a 25 what's your ac chris it's not 25 that's for sure but is it better than 15 <laughs> is uh, it well it, here's a question here's a, this is a, a rules thing okay so i have a, a feat a fighter feat that's called reactive shield and so an enemy hits you with a melee strike and i'm wielding a shield it can be a reaction that i can raise my shield as a reaction to being hit yeah and I get it's not melee Melee, melee. No, but it's, it's a melee weapon. I don't know if it counts against traps. So whether or not you had access to your reaction, it depends on the GM's discretion of whether you were aware of what was going on before it came out, which in this case you probably don't, but that's up no. to Steven. No, I mean, I think okay. in regular combat you would be aware, but since this is literally a trap, you didn't have time to react. It's like a surprise round. And All right. So, so my AC is 17. Okay. Now, oh, you're fine. Or if it was ten higher, so if you had had fifteen or lower AC, you would have taken double damage. Ouch! So let's All see right. how much damage it is. Two D six plus six. <laughs> Eleven points of damage. Not even all that bad. That's bad. There you go. Ouch! Yeah. Eleven. How's that feel? All right. Fear ah. so comes out as you clicked on the pressure plate. It seemed to have been like these little holes in the side. It's very Indiana Jones-esque. And it came mm. out and hit you like on the side and went deep into your kidneys. And now you have a big spear sticking out of you and you're half dead. Great. I yanked the spear out. I say, damn this Pathfinder. If he knew there was traps in here, he should have disabled them. This is getting a little more suspicious all the time here. If you give me 10 minutes, I can clear most of that up. Otherwise, if we're in a rush, I can call upon the power of Shelly. Uh -oh, oh my cheap. goodness, you were right that we need to have our shields up. I didn't expect that it would be dangerous, but it's good that we have more experienced Pathfinders here to help Shelby what to do. Meanwhile, Mr. Peepers just hears in the in the background, way behind him, he hears... Fint. Oh! <laughs> 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 he's, he's like, oh, that ain't good. Oh, oh wait, I hear uh, him uh, all the way oh, over yeah. there. Oh, okay. yeah, definitely. You hear that because it was kind of loud. It's like an old mechanism. So it wasn't like a very quiet, uh, it wasn't a very quiet trap. Okay, so I'm going to go from stealth to seek, I believe. Okay. Um, something else is that the hallways have some light coming in from outside, but as you continue down the hallways, it is getting dark. So you're going to either need a torch or if you have um, dark vision, you'll be able to see. I'll cast dancing lights. Dim light vision. Low light vision. Yeah, you can still see. Yeah, low yeah, light. Low as, light. As long as there's some light, you'll be able to see, Mr. Peepers. But as you get deeper and deeper in, you're going to need some light of some sort. Of oh, you know what? I didn't put my uh, 
Okay, I, I have. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I sent you my character before I bought my uh, flint and steel, and uh... that's okay. I trust you, and I know where so to find do, you. Do we want to take a, a quick ten-minute breather yes. for me to treat his wounds? Because that'll treat probably on average about all the damage he took. Not quite. Um, okay, so um, that gives that gives Mr. Peepers. Yeah, before 10 you do that, I will trouble. Shout out to Mr. Peepers. We're we're being stalled, delayed here, so you may want to hold up. Well, that'll give him time to circle around to you guys. Okay. Now oh, he can do whatever he wants. But I was going to say, Mark, is do you want to explain what you're doing? So people could know like how healing works or how this uh, tree wounds works. Oh, absolutely! I was just trying to figure out how to do it. There you go. Wow, that was a great medicine check. <laughs> I rolled it for you, but yes. Oh well, thanks for rolling it. It, it was a critical <laughs> success. Nice. Uh, so here's what happened. Thanks to a natural 19, I took 10 minutes to patch you up. Um, that's the treat wounds activity i'm now not gonna be able to treat your wounds for another hour again if you get beaten up again but this is gonna do um pretty well so um the medicine dc is 15 i'm not good enough at medicine to try for a harder dc to heal you more i'm gonna heal you for 2d8 so i guess i should just grab some dice and roll 2d8 and then it's gonna be doubled or no sorry 4d8 so it's not double i actually roll more dice nice um, and your wounded condition is removed. Excellent. And that's just from, that's not magic, right? It's not magical healing. It's, it's just uh, treating. Wounds, just, right? just my medicine skill. I've learned some tricks. Um, there's, there's a lot of better medicine going along around in the, in the world of Valerian, thanks to some innovations from a bunch of doctors, but one very talented Bahadumi doctor. Um, so Excellent. now we're going to heal you for 48. <laughs> See a lot of ones in there. Uh, a lot of fives. A lot of, a lot of ones. A lot of it ones. was. It was, but it was twelve in total, which was below average, but more than enough to heal him for eleven. Oops, I went the wrong way. <laughs> uh, you killed him. <laughs> That's a bad Is that omen. Actually, an accident, Stephen. Actually, an accident. That actually was an accident. I'm just so used to hitting the D key. I don't hit the H key as much. That, you know, the heal key. So. While Sarah's doing that... Wait, um, why do I have a deck of cards now? I don't even know. <laughs> you, you're, pull, you're pulling up every menu item there is in the game. That's like built Thank in. You, Thank you, Lissaire. Thank you for the healing. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> True nine of hearts. While is healing... Uh, is it a desk of many things? <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> while, yeah, it's like while you're here healing, uh, you're playing solitaire. I see. Apparently, yeah. Well, uh, Jahali also has medicine, and she has like some herbs and stuff like that. So she'll uh, talk to Lasser about different healing techniques, and maybe offer some of her medicinal herbs to us. Cool, uh, Mister Peepers. What have you been doing in this ten minutes? You have a large hallway and a lot of doors that you can open up. Why don't you open up some doors and see what happens all by yourself over there? Uh, no, I'm tiptoeing past them all. We said we were going to meet up, and that's what he's going to do. So uh, he's just going to circle around. Uh, so he's going to, uh, on tippy toes, he's going to uh, keep going uh, forward. And he's am. going to, to go. Well, well, you see more doors. Door to the uh, west. Right. Uh, what do I? He's going to look around to the south. Oh, there we are. More door. There you go. Nothing to fear. Look at that. Mr. Peepers reconnoitered the whole place all by himself, and he's still alive. 
Hi guys, how are you? What are you guys doing? Watch out for the floor. There's traps. If you say so. Okay. Uh, you're all, right, all healed so up. Everyone right. seems to be fine. Ten minutes have gone by. Mr. Peepers, are you? I know half half of these are pretty good at finding traps. Are you able to to, to, to try, try and look for them? Because I don't want to step on another one of those. The big spear came out of the wall. Uh, I haven't seen any traps. I just did a little uh, circle. Pretty much uh, what we what we expected. Uh, are these doors to the west of us? It's shaded differently. Your kidneys appear to be spear-free, so it looks like you had much better luck. Yep. No holes in me. Yeah, Korath yep, yep. walks back over past the little holes in the wall, and sure enough, you can see on the floor that there's these pressure plates, and you kind of try to jump over them this time, and you accidentally hit one again. But it clicks, but nothing happens. It sounds like it's been uh, at least disabled for now. Hmm. Maybe maybe you ran. <laughs> maybe you used up the spear in that. Or maybe one. someone who came here before got it. Or right. maybe Mr. Peepers disabled it. You don't know. Who knows? Yeah, so Mr. Peepers, there's large double doors to the west of you. And there's large double doors to the south. There's little alcoves. And there's, like, statues in those alcoves. So is that shadowy thing right next to Mr. Pickers, the doors? Yes, yes, that's the doors. Uh, I'll search for, uh, I'm going to do a perception check on the doors. Is that how I look for traps? Yeah, I, I'll just okay. do it for you. And, that's um, what I'm doing. And you look at the doors. It, they, look, they look pretty okay. It looks like that they have been opened before, in fact. It looks like, uh, looking at the sand... And just the area. It looks like this has been... People have come through this area before. Aww, there's nothing to fear here. Koloff is angry, and he draws his basket side. Okay. Peepers opens the door. Opens the door. Uh, inside is this an elaborate shrine. And the centerpiece of the shrine is a 10-foot-tall statue of a god holding a blazer lit of coals. Something interesting is is that all the blazers in this sanctum are lit, which is odd because how did that happen? Probably the Pathfinder. Yes, it's got to be. A god? I'd like to do uh, recall knowledge with religion to see if I recognize the deity. Ooh, I will sure. too. Okay. Is that a religion check? It's religion. Is that still secret? Even though it's something like religion, or is that really only for monsters? It, it's normally that? secret because we might critically fail and get the wrong answer, but you, you, it's up to you as the GM to decide what you want to do. I actually, I think it's more fun to do that secret for monsters and for other knowledge like that, but this, I think you, it's okay, and you guys are religious fanatics, so I think you can roll your own. Huh. All right, we will try. Mr. Peepers rolls religion. Look at that. He 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 beat Half you a plus all. five to religion. Oh my god, how'd that happen? He's a smart little guy. High wisdom. I, I doubt we're gonna beat twenty-four. Yeah, before before any of you could even think about what you're in front of you. Also, you guys are much further behind uh, Mr. Peepers. Is uh Mr. Peepers knows that that is Set, the god of darkness, deserts, and murder. Ooh. There's nothing to fear here. Don't worry. It's just Set. We've seen him a hundred times. Set is evil. Uh, I'm still in seek mode for traps, and I'm going to just go in. Yeah, you go first. Nothing happens, it looks like. Let's go over here. See you guys. Yeah, you're walking around the blazers. The hallway is enormous. 
as you can see, it's about like 60, 70 feet wide. And what's that? About 40 feet um, tall. No, no, I'd say 15 foot ceiling because it's a 10 foot statue. So the statue can reach to the very top of the ceiling. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. There's blazers burning. And uh, you do notice there appears to be an offering bowl in front of the statues as well. And those are the two things in the center of the room? Sure. Well, but Peepers doesn't have anything for offering, but... Well, you don't want to offer it to that god. There's, there's something... Uh... Lissair gets a 13. What's she trying to know? Lissair is like, oh, that's set. Um, If you say so, because... Uh, Where's the offering ball? Like in front of it? Statue? Yeah, up. you have to go up the stairs right next to, like, you know, the really evil-looking statues. Don't worry about it. Oh, they're not the ones on the uh, in the center. No, those are the braziers. There, I put the leshy where it should, where you have to go all the way up there, right in front of the huge statue. Come on, Mister Peepers, get a little closer. Get a little closer. I'm following in Mister Peepers' footsteps. Notice the healers no are way in the back. Oh, there he. Goes. Wait, why did my familiar just run into the room? That seems suspicious. <laughs> oh, I was using I was using your familiar as a pointer. This, stat- this statue does seem rather ominous. You look inside the offering bowl, and there's a dull sc- there's a dull stone in there. Oh boy, uh, I'm not gonna take that stone. I'm not gonna take anything out of that offering bowl. Uh, I don't know how to detect magic. Do either of you guys know how to detect magic? It's, I do. It's like an if you ordinary need it. stone. Yeah, if you want to try to take uh, press your luck and take take a look at this stone i don't have any use for any stones so uh the gets within 30 feet and then pulses out of detect magic is there any magic she's um not already aware of because it was on another party member it's funny this is the first time i've ever had to look up to detect magic i would say yeah you detect magic from inside that bowl a very faint little magic coming from that bowl the stone is magical it seems or at least when I back up to just outside of 30 feet from the ball, I don't detect any magic. But when I'm within range, I do. Are you able to tell what this magic is? It's incredibly... It's... Oh, actually, sorry. Give me a little bit of time. I'll use my religion skill to try to identify it. It's, a, it's an offering to set, so it must be a religious item. Yeah. I, uh... The fact that it's in an offering bowl means I think it's not for us. Uh, no, that's you're completely wrong about that. It's an, uh, anyone who's offering to an evil god, it does not deserve to have. So I critically failed to identify it. So Stephen, you can tell me what I think it is. Ha! Huh. Well, it has almost no magic. In fact, the magic is so minor, it's barely registering. As well, I critically failed, I might think it's like an artifact. Oh, I know. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm just letting you know that. In fact, you're like you think that this might be some incredibly rare Aeon Stone that was used in devastating power, and it just needs to be recharged somehow and could do something fantastic, like either launch fireballs or launch lightning bolts, but it's obviously been spent and it needs to be recharged. If we can recharge this Aeon Stone, it can shoot fireballs and lightning bolts, but it is an Aeon Stone which are known to be of interest to the society. So, claim it. Lacera's going to do an extra perception just to check to make sure it's not trapped. 
and then she will take the stone if she does not discover to be trapped. Uh, yeah, you don't think there's any traps on this thing. It looks like... Seems safe to me. Yeah. If this is that dangerous, we can't leave it here where a possibly fake Pathfinder might be able to use its almighty power to use fireballs and lightning bolts. It is disturbing that it would be offered, such a powerful item would be offered up to a god of, of murder. So we need to recharge this thing. Do you think if I cast a do you think if I cast electric arc on it, it'll recharge? Potentially, but let's get it out of this place with the set statue first. I'm a little bit suspicious of this room. Yes. Before you do that, Mr. Peepers is putting his torch away since everything is in uh, good lighting, and he's going to draw his other short sword. He's ready for combat. He doesn't. This is we're stealing from a god. So, all right, sh- have sh- at it. Shield in one hand, with the other, I will take the Aeon Stone. Okay, you take the Aeon Stone, and other than sand shifting and giving you all a fright, nothing occurs. Woof! All right, well, let's try the electric arc strategy out in the hall. Mm. I'm totally going to cast electric arc on the Aeon Stone to try to recharge it. While she does that, I'm going to search this room. Uh, I I I don't know how I got there. I'm going to search behind the statue and uh, just go along okay. that west wall and then eventually join my party. Okay. Yeah, you uh, you cast you cast electrical arc inside the uh, inside the stone. Uh, she says she was going to try to target the stone to see if it could recharge uh, its power. Yeah. So that would be one d four plus four electricity damage to the stone. <laughs> um. <laughs> Will it work on non-living items? Was that does the arc actually work? Is it like magic missile where you can only uh, attack living creatures or actual? Oh, I guess it says target one or two creatures. Yes. So, so it probably doesn't actually work, but she right. tries it anyway. Right. In fact, that's exactly what happens. So you try to cast it, and it just fizzles because there appears to be no target unless it actually was going to go for your own hand. Well, I have prepared Shocking Grasp, so if I don't need it, I can always try that. Let's try to find this Pathfinder first, and then figure out what to do with this stone later. Maybe the Venture Captain will know. Yes, and and let's be on our guard, because like I said, if someone is worshipping this god, then that is no friend of mine. I didn't recognize the deity, but this set sounds pretty horrible. Well, this Peepers was telling me that it's a god of murder. And other things, other awful things. Must be like the Osirian equivalent of Norgorber, I suppose. Let's keep on our guard. Peepers, are you down in there? Peepers is searching around, and there's definitely someone who's been here because there's footprints like in the sand and dust, and looks like someone's been sort of doing things. Um, but you don't find anything. There's nothing like of value here. It doesn't look like there's like weapons or anything just lying around. Does the path keep going to a door to the south, or is that northern passageway going west the only other way on from where we are in the hallway? Uh, you see lots of ways to go, but the passage to the south looks like those doors have been collapsed, and ah. it looks like that they won't open. So it sounds like we'd best head north the way that papers explored. At least we know there aren't going to be any traps for a bit. Aye. At least on one side of the hallway. Where does your name come from? Is it because you're perceptive, or is that just a coincidence? Um, I suppose so. My family has all been very perceptive, so it's uh, it's the family name. So we're all the Peepers family. Peepers is running down the hall. 
well, he's been he's been here before. Um, he's in uh, seek mode, and he's okay. going to make a perception check at these doorways. I assume there's doors at the north. Yeah, there's double doors in front of you. There's door to the west, doors to the southeast. You know, there's another door way to the east. There's doors everywhere. And you also see a bit of a corridor. So, like, let me ask another uh, rule. Like, stand, so standing here before this door is open, I could, like, use an action to raise shield, right? And have it raised already. Is that, is that something that can be done? You could be defending, yes. Defending. And then okay. in that case, it would be, it would be uh, up before um, any fight begins. Okay, so I will do that. Okie dokie. All right, Peepers opens the door. Open the yeah. door. Our, our, our light source is someone has dancing lights. Is that what, what's going on? Yes, I cast dancing lights earlier. Okay. All right. So he has uh, two uh, swords. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 I saw that. <laughs> well, I put in all the encounters, and you don't know which one it is because I have to randomly determine. Oh, them. I see. So there's oh, okay. encounters. There's <laughs> a so, nasty looking. Yeah, thing. there's a lot of stuff everywhere, so it can be anything. Um, with that though, you see a man who is putting his head inside what appears to be a large, colorful pit, and suddenly he looks up and seems surprised by you entering the entranceway, and he's like, "Oh." Um, uh, uh, Pathfinders, I presume. Uh, uh, um, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for joining me. I've been expecting you. Identify yourself. Oh, oh, uh, of course, of course. And he he says, uh, "One minute, please. Let me just uh, finish up this little archaeology I'm doing here." And you see him like sort of like just uh, do a little bit of uh, a little uh, digging and sort of dusting uh, inside the bowl, and appears to be rather colorful. He says, oh, this inside is... this pit thing? Yeah, the pits, and they seem to be dried of this color. He says, very interesting, very interesting. I, I believe if I add a little bit of water, uh, I could turn this into a potent acid. Uh, uh, quite fascinating, fascinating, I tell you. Uh, of course, you know this as uh, fellow pathfinders and archaeologists. Uh, yes? Uh, I'm doing a perception check at the doorway. Okay, uh, Mr. Peepers is way to the east, looking at that door. Looks I'm fine. moving up here. Uh, the uh, yeah, the the man in front of you says, "Oh, uh, of course, uh, 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 Nefarian Subai, at uh, your service." Excellent. Well, we're a little bit edgy because uh, I walked in here and I got hit by a spear, and it, it's put me into a, a foul mood. Oh, yes, yes. There are traps around here. Be, do be careful. I saw that myself. Uh, didn't you see the tarp in the front? Uh, didn't the guard tell you you should go around the side? He, he should have. Oh, sorry no, about that. He did not. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I figured as fellow Pathfinders, you would have easily seen that trap and just walk around it. Mm. Oh, maybe I should put some tape around there next time or something. Yeah, a warning would have been nice. So the Venture Captain sent us here, and we only recently received our permit, yet you've been here for a month. Uh, do you care to explain how that might have occurred? Oh, I haven't been here for a month. No, no, no. I've uh, I've only been here for a week. Mr. Peepers opens this door. Wow. <laughs> Mr. Peepers likes to bleed encounters. You got it. Go on, please. Oh, I am. I am. Mr. Peepers opens the door. Oh, these the guys. Door. No, these guys oh, are talking. Oh, I know. I'm going to tell While you. While he's talking, he's going to open up the door just to peek in. No, you peek in and uh, there Mr. appears. Mr. Yeah. Therion, was it? Was there another, any other traps around here we should be aware of? Really would like to avoid getting stabbed again. Oh, not that not that I've been aware of. I I've looked around quite a bit. However, I will say that uh, um, uh, you might want to keep all the lights up. I've been hearing rather strange noises, 
this place appears to be haunted for something. Anyhow, uh, the lights seem to keep the mysterious sounds at bay. So do keep area everything brightly lit. Oh, dear. Uh, Mr. Peepers is switching from sort, short sword to uh, torch. Well, he has the dancing lights, too, though. Well, yeah, but that's probably not going to light up the room that he's looking into. Oh, true. By the way, you look inside that room, and there appears to be carvings on the floor that seems to be an army of undead attacking a city. Um, it looks like a lovely, lovely room. And this is adorning the entire floor. It's massive, like 20 by 80 feet. He's this, going to uh, describe this. that to uh, the the rest of you, including the Pathfinder, so that everybody knows. Hey, guys, we might be seeing some undead soon. I leak, I see some carvings on the floor that uh, just uh, forebode a, a, a city being attacked by undead. So maybe, well, maybe well. some residual undead. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, this appears to be a temple... Uh, dedicated to set. There's there's dead and undead and murder everywhere. Fascinating, I must say. Fascinating. Mm, one thing that we found that was disturbing, an offering has been made recently to, to the to the set uh, statue to the south. Oh? Um, might have made that offering. Wasn't that just a pebble? I thought it was just a loose stone that fell from the ceiling. Why? Was that something else? Perhaps. Uh, did you? We're not sure yet. make that offer? No, no, of course not. Uh, I have uh, barely touched anything in this area. I can't have just been doing research and uh, the detailed notes. Uh, I have not taken anything out of uh, its proper place. Can we? Can you show us your orders from the venture captain to come here? Well, because we received orders as well. We were to be the first team, and all of this excavation is quite a surprise to um, Venture Captain. Do be careful with that pebble. It's actually a powerful Aeon Stone that, when fully charged, will unleash the full powers of uh, lightning and fire. Oh, oh. Uh, well, I'm not so well-versed in magic. My, uh, my, uh, my background is history and lore, as you might expect so uh, i can see how that escaped my grasp but uh yes yes and he's sort of like uh fumbling through his uh, knapsack and he pulls out a rather shambly looking piece of paper and uh hands it over to you and says uh yes yes this is uh my access permit as you can see everything's in order what is he what is he dressed in by the way is he wearing armor and, and weapons and stuff or? no no he's in just like desert gear so Lucera does not have a society to necessarily um, easily know a lot about forgeries, but um, she's going to roll a perception check to use the sense motive action uh, from the basic actions on this guy that we've been talking to a while to see if she thinks that he's being sketchy. It um you 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 look it over and at first it looks identical to yours in fact there appears to be absolutely nothing wrong with it everything appears to be in in in, in proper order except then you notice that the date is from about a year ago and since you know this was pretty recent this excavation uh that's impossible so this uh this appears to be woefully out of date Lucere will um, quietly show it to uh, Jahali, who's right by her. She's just going to point to the to the ear. Um, ah, and you said you've only been here for a week, right? Yes, yes. Uh, as as the guards did as well. I've only been here a week. Why? 
they said you'd been here for a month. No, 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 no. They they were clearing out here for a month. Uh, they were sent ahead. I only came here uh, recently. I've only been here for a week. But the Pathfinders only had the permit for less than a month. And furthermore, your permit has the wrong year. I'm afraid it's a forgery. Hmm. Uh, well, uh, I guess I'll just have to take that up with the permit office. Uh, they must have given me the wrong permit by mistake. Uh, these things happen, of course. You know that. Uh, but everything I, else I'd is I'd like to water, do a correct? sense motive also on what uh. he's saying. <laughs> oh, that ain't good. Iacoloth uh, is like, this guy is lying, lying, lying. Hmm. Is anything, uh, do I see any more in that hallway? <laughs> Oh, meanwhile, Mr. Peepers is, is literally going to Greyhawk this <laughs> entire dungeon. So, so, so wait, I, I detected that? I detected that he's just bald faced Oh, yeah, lying. he's totally bald faced lying right in front of you. I'm afraid that you lie, sir. Um, uh, Are you a Pathfinder after all? Uh, uh, yes, yes. Uh, he pulls out. He pulls out, like, he pulls out a wayfinder and says, "Look, would would a pathfinder not have one of these? Do you even mm. have one of these? Um, um. Do you even know what that's called? Yes, a wayfinder. Of course, of course. What's the motto of the Pathfinder Society? No uh, motto. Of course, uh, explore, report, uh, corroborate. Uh, uh, right? No. Oh, um, explore, report." Uh, um, uh, 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 and then with that, he just like starts like <laughs> running. But before he can start running, all the lights go out, like the movie Clue. The next thing you oh, hear no. is scream. what about magic lights? <laughs> Those go out too. Well, I'll put it this way there's a little light, there's all the lights go out, and the magic light is just enough that it just is like hovering like an inch around the light itself so you can tell this is like some supernatural being causing the lights to damper and when the lights come on you hear a horrific horrific scream does it sound like a halfling scream yeah good question <laughs> <laughs> it could have been roll for combat uh oh my god there's worms uh it is a swarm of centipedes that are eating your little friend alive. Uh, he's quite dead, by the way. Uh, it looks like during the darkness that he died. And when the lights come back on, like all the lights went back down and the swarm appeared somewhere, either out of the bowl or out of the wall. And it just consumed him. And luckily the swarm goes first. Look at that. So wait, it, can, it killed this guy? Like the guy oh, yeah. just got yeah. surrounded by it? Oh yeah. Yeah, he's dead. He's, wow. he's eaten alive. He's like, you already see them like going through him and like swithering like through him. I probably would have heard that. Oh, yeah, you'll hear that. Let's have some fun. Oh, the swarm moves on to Lasser, Giovanni. Oh, even Mr. Uh, Giovanni. Is that the name of your familiar? So that's the first action. Let's say the second action is that you do reflex saves to see if you survive or not. I got a 17. Yes. Uh, okay. You get a 17. Oh, well, Linda oh, got a 23. And she oh, got a 17. Oh. Nice. Well, nice. the DC is 20, so you take full damage. Yay. Uh, except Linda. <laughs> uh, she takes half damage. Yay. So, what did I roll? Seven. So. 
Remember when we were going to find out what happens when the Leshy dies? I guess we found <laughs> out. <laughs> Holy moly. Well, the, Leshy, the Leshy's now dying one. <laughs> oh, actually, the Leshy's dying one. Um, and that's the second action. And then the third action is give me another reflex save. Because <laughs> they're, they're still on top of you. Ah, you both. I, cri I critically failed this time. Uh, and oh, the Leshy like... has the Leshy has to roll with a big penalty for being unconscious. Oh, that's a critical fail. Another critical uh, fail. One. Oh, one natural one. Oh my god. <laughs> so wow. what's a critical fail? Critical fails double damage. Is uh, double? but uh, yes, but in the case of the Leshy, he's dying one. Uh, so it's two damage, double to four for me. Leshy, since that was a critical failure, is now dying three. This is very informative, this uh, this uh, adventure. And you didn't think it was deadly at all, Linda. You killed your own character. This is lovely. Not yet. Well, not, Almost. Not, yet. not All point, dead. But, Almost. But, <laughs> but it, very it is going to die very soon. <laughs> and now we give... I just, I just did it... Tw I'm just going to do it now. So for poison... It's two fortitude saves, right? Because it's one for each. That sure is true. So I'm just going to do it now. You failed both. Uh, God. Slayer. Uh, Jahal fails both. And the last she fails both. So let's see. So the first time you fail, you're stage one. And then the second time you fail, you're stage two. And clumsy true. and flat-footed. So... Failing the first one is 1d6 damage. Wow, this is... So then Giovanni is dying three, because he took more damage. Uh, no, he critically failed, so he's dead. Wait, oh, that's okay. cool. It's another damage thing? It's poison. Yeah. Oh, the it's poison. poison. Yeah. <laughs> you killed my Leshy. And now it's 1d8 damage. Or rather, I killed my Leshy. Ooh, that's not good. God. Wow. This We're going to need some more Pathfinder. We haven't even had, we haven't even had a, 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 a round action yet. We haven't had a standard action yet. I didn't do anything. It rolled like a 27 for its initiative. Um, by the way, so did, um, I think, Chahali rolled a 26. It just happened to go first. It has a plus 9 to perception, so it could have rolled a 29. Um, okay, it's your turn. Johanny is dying. Lachere. It's not. It's uh, hold on. If we're knocked unconscious, our initiative moves to just before the monsters and our allies go next. Yes, check the rules on that. Oh nine. wow, Mr. Peepers, you just heard a lot of horrific screams and people dying, and you're way far away. You got three actions. What are you gonna do? Might have to order some new artwork. I'm gonna move. Um, One I'm action. going to assess the situation. Okay, so I see everybody dying and dead. Yeah, um, I see like three bodies underneath a pile I of have centipedes forming. No way of um damaging this thing. Um, I'm going to ready an action. <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah, it's actually yeah. two. It takes two yeah. actions to do. So yeah. um, well, you, you, um, don't assume anything from Pathfinder First Edition about whether you can damage it or not. Yeah, don't um, assume no, anything. Because this case, stuff. you're metagaming in a way that hurts you if you think you can. Oh, 
Well, I mean, alright, I could try. It's a swarm, though. Uh, I, I got I got a short sword. Uh, you have two short swords. Yeah, I guess. Well, I have one in the scabbard. I'm using the other hand for a torch. Mm, you uh, have a torch. You don't say. I don't know. What, geez. I, you know what? I'm going to throw the torch. Actually, no. It takes two actions to ready. No, no, no. One, you can, yeah, it's two actions to ready, or you can one action to throw the torch. I've used one action already to move. I'm going you know to what are ready. The things about Leshy's? The Leshy spirit's not dead. I can just incarnate it into another body. Yeah. The body, too. Uh, <laughs> my action. Well, Mark yeah. 2. <laughs> well, Giovanni has to survive, though. Yeah. My action is to withdraw in case that thing comes after me. What? Oh, my God. One coward. Oh, my God. Oh, what am I going to do? What am I wow. going to do? Hit I don't with know. A you can play your character. Torch? Well, that's, I, that, I mean, looking at my first level character, I have two short swords. There's no way it's going to hurt a swarm. That's, that's, there's just, I just you, don't You are metagaming against yourself. Yeah, well, you're metagaming. Because it absolutely I, I'm surrounded by people who know the rules. Anyone would like to metagame me out of this decision, I'm welcoming it. Yes, kill it. Kill that thing. I'll say this. It's only, you have, okay, John, then we'll back up. You have three actions. Why yeah. don't you? And you can see in this hallway. At worst case scenario, you throw the torch and nothing happens, and then you run away. Best case scenario is you throw the torch and something happens, and then you can. All right, that's all bad advice. Away. You should attack it. <laughs> well, or I mean, you can attack it or attack it. So, yeah. yeah, I think throwing the torch at it is the best attack. I mean, if the, if it's a bunch of bugs. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because it's going to have slicing uh, resistance, I think. Yeah, a lot of metagaming. It's a swarm. It's a swarm. I have a sword. If you would like to accurately know about the monster, you can try to use recall knowledge. Yeah, you could use. If you have 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 nature, you might be able to find out more. I do have a plus five to nature, so I'm going to do that. Ha! After all that. 17. Wow, that's actually really good. (laughs) 22. Yeah, you know that for a fact that the centipede swarm, although it's very tough and it's resistant to bludgeoning or piercing or slashing, but area damage and splash damage, it's incredibly weak to. And just even touching it with fire will will do massive damage to it. Oh, okay. Uh, so they may have actually made some of their uh, reflex uh, rolls when they rolled 17s. Because if it wasn't adding their uh, bonus to it uh, was. saving throws, no, it okay. Was. Oh, yeah. It, it it was unfortunately it was adding um, our bonuses. Twenty is just it's pretty tough. Um, we also happen to be an optimal swarm. We were exactly in a square for the swarm. Oh. Plus, a swarm is a very nasty solo enemy because of the fact that it forces saving throws. It's it was a, it was a bad and the, all the healers were together. And I was dropped by exact count. If I had had one more hit point, um, I could have just healed us back. I see. Also, if um, anyone wakes me up, I can heal us back. Oh, actually, no. I can do all that in one move. Uh, that's only 25 feet for me. Yeah, um, so you so can... One action to nature, one action to move, and you have one action left. Yes. Right. Uh, well, actually, uh, uh, yeah, and that means I'm going to use my uh, club, uh, not club, torch, to um, burn the... Uh, Centipedes. Be gone, centipedes. For I am P- Mr. Peepers, torch wielder. Friend of nature. Wow. Yeah. And friend to animals. You Wait, you can crit a swarm? 
Yeah, you crit. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You missed her complaining the whole time. Rolls a natural twenty twenty. Uh, you rolled two twenties. First of all, you guys have been doing all the complaining. I'm perfectly fine. Uh, so. <laughs> okay, because it's one fire. Okay, you do one d four bludgeoning damage. I'm just gonna roll three. Double that is six. It has five resistance, so you actually do one point. Oh no, but let's see. Um, in it's it's immune to precision though. So wouldn't that be a crit, or precision. is that not? Is so, um, is he a rogue? Yes, yes. I am. He so he wouldn't get sneak attack, but he's not immune to critical hits, and it's not immune Got to it. his ability to add his dex to damage if he has that from the thief racket. Yeah, I do, actually. If it's flat-footed, I get a, an additional d6 of damage. And he adds his he, he adds his dex to damage all the time, um, which it's not immune to, so that would be 8 more from the fact that he adds his dex to damage. For, for then double. And then for the fire, now this is interesting. So it does one point of fire damage, and then it would be, it has weakness five to splash an area. So would that be what? That'd be, that'd be six if you applied that there, yeah. One plus the five for the weakness is six. But now, but then for credit, would that be 12? No, um, the weakness wouldn't crit, but the one would crit, so it would be seven. So after all that said yeah. and done, Wow, those centipedes look badly hurt. Yeah, I know. For as long as I done, your little itty-bitty teeny tiny torch did 16 points of damage. Well, that's pretty right. unusual. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Koloth goes. Koloth. Uh, Koloth, you're up. All right, move. Okay, you move right Attack. next to the centipede swarm. Attack with what? Bastard sword. Okay. Well... The good news is he hit, but it is, it has, let's see, it's bludgeoning, right? Um, or slashing damage. It actually does more than that. You did six points of damage, and it has resistance two. So it actually does three more points of damage. So you did four points of damage to it. As you slash and cut them up into little pieces, you chop them up into mincemeat. All right, I'm going to attack again. Okay, so this gets a minus four. Four or five, depending on the weapon. Minus five. Yeah, for this weapon. Three don't cut it. No. I'm done. Well, if we're lucky, it's angry at the halfling now. All right, so Jahali is up. How does this work now? Okay, so now it's Jahali's turn. Um, she's going to, she and the Leshy are going to have to roll a recovery check. The to see if they Oh, yeah, the Leshy's dead. So Jahali has to roll a recovery check to see if she stabilizes. So um, that's going to be... She, How does the poison work, though? Um, so she's presume... she was, Oh, yeah, that happens at the end of her turn. So she is... Di she was dying from only the very last hit, right? So she's dying one. That means she needs to make a DC 11 flat check to see if she can... Um, to see if she can stabilize. So, uh, oh, wait. We should roll it on the die roller. And the hero point be after you die, or yeah, you yes. can use it at any time. Your dying would go up, so probably right when it would be about to kill you. So mm -hmm. let's see what she gets on the Roll flat check. That was a D twelve. Uh, my bad. Uh, all right, I got the same results. Oh, wow. Roll four. four. Uh, oh boy. Uh, uh, four fails. That means she's now dying two. At the end of her turn, she now has to roll a fortitude save um, versus. The Is that a critical fail? No, no, this is just... 
It's a she flat would, check. She would only critically fail on a one because it was DC 11. Oh. Is, um, a flat check is just rolling a d20 and seeing what you get, and if you get higher than a target number, then you see. But she could critically fail the flat check. It's not a good situation, but fortunately it was only 11, which is very hard to critically fail on a flat mm. check, because you need a 1. Alright, let's not do a court save. Oh no! It's not... 16's not, good, but it's not good enough. Not enough. The DC is 20, I'll tell you right All now. Alright, well she is now dying 3. Dying 3! Okay. Yep. What does that mean, dying three? Oh my god. That, um, if she gets to dying four, she's dead. Lissair's up. Lissair's <laughs> a dying one. And also poisoned. Lissair's stabilized, which is, would be nice, but um, now she has to roll her fortitude. Fortitude check. Nice. She made, she made that too. Oh, Natural 20, critical success. She cleared the poison completely. She that's made right, the dying she... one. That's right, because she was at stage two, so you would go she back. Was at stage up to two, stage. it would go back two stages for a critical success, and it right. clears completely. Oh, that's wow! Awesome. So, other than the fact that she she's unconscious, she's in pretty good shape with those very lucky rolls, and she really hopes that. Uh, well, she doesn't know what's going on, so. But I really hope that our good, awesome halfling friend and um, half orc friend can finish this thing off. But um, now, yeah, it's because, the, now it's the creature's turn. Just uh, from a, a point, um, is there anything that we can do to like make you uh, conscious again? If you had a healing potion or something like that, healing um, spell. That a healing spell. Unfortunately, Steven managed to ambush us in like the most dangerous possible way, where it took out all of the healers barely on the very last tick of the poison. Yeah. Because I could have healed back all of that damage very easily. I built a pretty pretty healerish character if I had gotten it to. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> well, well, you Steve, know, Steven well, Steve... said he was going to make it deadly, and yeah, no, it's it's, it's tough. Cool. I think we're going to survive, but it's going to be skin of our teeth if it happens. And I didn't do anything out of. I've been running this as written to the point of I just yeah. So I can't I can't do a heal like a medicine check to get you up or no. Uh, you would be able to stabilize me, and if you had the battle medicine skill feat, you would be able to do a medicine check to give me quite a bit of hit points. But I, I doubt you have that. I don't have that now. I, I have that, have that actually, but I can't oh, get Mr. Peters really? has it. Yeah. Oh, so he actually could have. I mean, I think that crit was probably better, but he could have gotten up to me and done a battle medicine, and then I could have healed. But uh, oh, I, I like that crit. I really oh, like that crit. Yeah. <laughs> we all like you would have had crit. to. You would have had well, to wait. I also have you. to roll. First of all, I have to roll for the battle metal medicine, so uh, like it's still it's still good to that's have. Fair. Yeah. That's so this, fair. So what's gonna happen? I'll take the, the that defeat swarm. It's so funny. I was thinking, oh, there's only gonna be one encounter. This is gonna fly by. Um, <laughs> not really. Uh, this one Go encounter ahead. is taking a long time. Uh, the centipede swarm moves towards Mister Peepers, which for the first time ever will provoke from. Olaf. Attack yes. of opportunity. Yes, That's right. <laughs> get him. Get him. Colas. That would actually happen. Wow. That never happens. <laughs> it never that. happens. It never happens. I've played dozens of games. I've we believe once. in you, Colas. Get he a crit. Never does it. Die, foul beast. Die, foul beast. You hit. You hit. Woo. Oh, hold on. Try to borrow more than a two on a D8. Nine more damage. That's really... That's really good. Yeah, seven. Excellent. Seven. Well, nine and then reduce. Oh, yeah, down and then, to then seven. it goes to seven. 
So he's getting, he's getting, he has a DR2 like against slashing. Is that how? Yeah, how? he has a DR2. But he had more slashing. against bludgeoning. Yeah. Yeah, he had a lot more against bludgeoning. So you successfully attack of opportunity it. You hit it. It also has a really high AC, believe it or not. This is a very hard encounter. Uh, it goes on top of Mr. Peepers. So that's its first move. The second move is it's going to attack Mr. Peepers. Give me a basic reflex save, John boy. The rogue can make a reflex save. Oh, 25. yeah. Oh, 25. You are dancing for, well, you still get half damage. So, yeah. Oh, believe me. I'm looking up a new character class right now. Uh, <laughs> three points of damage. And you are hit with the centipede swarm venom. So give me a fortitude save. Oof. Critical. Eight. Oh, no. oh, eight. Eight. That is critical. So yeah. you take. I needed a twenty. Yeah. So ten plus eight is eighteen. You're critically hit. So that actually will do three points of damage. Plus you go down to stage two for the poison, which is one d eight. Oh wait, wait, wait. He do- uh, he would go- he would go directly to stage two. So he doesn't get hit by both ticks. He oh, would he just doesn't. Take the eight. Yep. He doesn't get hit by both ticks. He goes directly to stage. Okay. That's, Does that's... that mean my familiar didn't actually die? Oh, no, you're no. familiar. You're familiar. Okay, just you're familiar <laughs> is it's underneath not, and, that and centipede swarm? I haven't even bothered. Anymore. It's <laughs> yeah. mulch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to take a screenshot of this. This is nasty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and now um, another... He gets one more chance. One against more attack. Give me a reflex save, Mr. Peepers. 24. Oh, we still have damage, though. So three. Seven. So three points of damage. And give me another fortitude save for the swarm. Actually, it doesn't matter. Uh, You failed. But all that would happen is that you still take the damage. It's a 1d8 poison. If he made it, it wouldn't have taken it. Ooh, Mr. Peepers, you look look almost dead. And you have poison in you, and you're clumsy one, and you're flat-footed, by the way. And the monster is still on fire, right? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. How it does, does that work? It how takes work fire work? damage. It's, yeah, how does um, fire so damage work? If you dealt it persistent damage, um, then it would take fire damage at the end of its turn, and then it would make a DC 15 flat check to try to end the persistent damage. Jeez. I don't even know if this... The torch... I mean, if it's just a normal fire attack, I don't know how if it's so, if that's persistent. It might not, not deal persistent then. Um, that would be... It does not. Yeah. It does not. It'd be more like a flask of oil on fire on it. Yeah, oh, yeah, or an sense. alchemist yeah. fire, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that was great. That was great. Well, not over yet. Not over take you're it, up. Take you're it up. down. Take you it down. Mr. Peepers. We believe in you. All get right, so. Get a flank. Uh, he is going to. Oh, actually, it's, see, you know what? Is there flanking? Flank, there is flanking. You can flank it, but um, Steven told us on the nature that it's immune to precision, but you can still make it flat footed to lower its AC a little. Yeah, I'm going to actually, uh, it, and that precision makes it me, I, I can't roll the extra d6 for... Uh, That's right. Yeah, okay. you don't get the sneak attack at all. All right, so I might as well do it, because it'll give, uh, uh, give me a Koloth a, a yeah. extra. So I guarded step for that move, and I guess I'll just do a short sword for my first attack. This is, uh, I'm, I'm attacking twice, so this is at a minus two. Uh, the first one's not at a penalty, but the second one's at a minus four. Oh, okay. All right. So this one's at uh, normal. 
And, and I'm attacking um, with look my... Like slashing that's oh. critical failure. But do you want to use your hero point to re-roll that? <laughs> that's a good. That's a good time to do it. Your hero point to survive. Yeah, why not? Sure, why not? Wow, you're doing it. Okay, your hero yeah, point. Yeah, because yeah, it can't be worse hero than that one. Hero point's gonna be worthless if I. Yeah, uh, if everyone's yeah. dead and using hero points to just not die one round earlier. <laughs> Oh, oh I rolled a two, two instead. Oh <laughs> well, the good news is you rolled higher. All right, you, you got. So now I'm going to hit him. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to hit him with my. Uh, I'll just call this a. Cl I don't have a club. Uh, no, it's your other short know. sword. Slashing is what you want. It's slashing. It's, you it's, can it's, use the same sword again. You don't yep. have to use a separate hand. I well, don't have, have two swords. I have a. But sword. you don't have to have two swords. You don't need a second yeah, you sword. Don't need, you don't need it. Yeah, it's just my. I don't know what's going on. I, I this is the fire attack. Oh, okay. I have, I have a torch in one hand and a short. Wait, stick. no, you, no, you threw the torch. The torch is in the centipedes. You don't have a second oh, okay. torch. Oh, okay. It would be an right. action for you to take it out and an action to light it and all that. Can I do so, that while I move? Okay. No, I'm gonna back no, up. Everything's in action. You attacked. No, everything's in action now, John. So it would be two actions uh, at least for you. To I thought I had. So I thought I had one the action still left. In my hand. What do you want to do with the one action? No, you, you can't continue them. to attack with the same sword. Yeah, you you're want. allowed to attack with the same weapon as many times as you want. Oh, Actually, really? you know what? Yes. I'll say you didn't. You know what? I'll say you didn't throw it. I say because you stepped next. To I was him. right I'm next, next to it. Next yeah, to it. he meleeed it. You know what? Yeah, I, I forgot. Well, you know why, John? Because you were far away, and then you attacked it, but then you moved your character. There's a lot going on in this combat. Sure, sure, sure. This is complicated. Yeah, this is a complicated combat. Okay, John I'll has some really good tactics, though. I yeah. think it might save us all. All right. Should I attack with the torch? I'll let you attack with the torch, okay? Uh, you attack with the torch. Higher than... Uh, you Wait, miss. an 18 there. wouldn't miss because... Okay, oh, so I don't get a minus four. I get a minus two because it's uh, flat-footed. Essentially, so. you get a minus four, but it gets a minus two to its AC. Yeah. Or be a 20 then, right? Mm, um, no, wait. So, so no, that's, that's no, a, because it's uh, an improvised he, he, no. weapon. It's an improvised weapon. Oh, yeah, weapon, it's, it's an improvised weapon. That's yeah. true. A club? So, no, it's not torch. a club. Torch it's not a really torch. Torch. He's yeah. right. So if you get a minus two, and then there's another minus two, so it's a minus four, and its AC is 18. All right. Okay. So Yeah, you missed because it was an improvised weapon. Mm -hmm. I know what you're doing. Koloth can do it. All right, Koloth, right. right, So, yeah, glory of the kill. All right, so Koloth is like, Ugh, and he uses one action to fling his shield to the ground. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And Mr. Peepers, doesn't he get poison at the end of his turn? Oh, he sure does. Oh, give it to right. Here goes my flanking. <laughs> As he drops dead. He Ooh. made it! He made it, yay! So he takes um, no additional damage, and he um, goes back to stage one. Poison one. But he doesn't take the damage for poison one. Is that correct? Um, Because he made the fortitude save, so he... Um, Oh wait, no, no. He would take the damage because he's at stage one, and yeah, it wasn't a critical takes, success. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, a critical success so, like me. D four, three. Uh oh. Bye bye. <laughs> Yay! Did he go down? Yes. Just, down, 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 just barely. Down, down, down. You can do it. I can do it. <laughs> you are their only. Just call on. You're their only. Just goal. hit it. Just hit it any time. Yes. Um. All right, but I will fling my shield off, and I will use my weapon two-handed, and let's do that, because I don't think I'm going to hit with a third attack. I'm not getting flanking anymore. And you still have your hero point, so surely, yes, exactly. surely the dice gods will be with us. It's the moment of truth. That's a d12 damage if I hit. First yes, one? It sure is. 
Misses. All right, I'm going to use my hero point to reroll. Okay. Nice. There yes. we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a good sound. That is a good sound. That is a good sound. Oh. Good <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, That's the screenshot right the there, Steve. Uh, it stabilized you at zero. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, spinning my hair. Whoa! Epic, <laughs> epic. Excellent. Oh, off you save the day. Although I think MVP is actually that torch crit from this. Yes, yes, and and the and a critical success. Of there, there's a screenshot, by the way, of like everyone dead. I feel bad because I'm cold, totally unscathed. It's <laughs> <laughs> like it's like the tank. It's like the tank. Wait, hold on. Actually. Yeah, you're unscathed <laughs> after I healed you, but yeah, it's. It's like, this is a reasonable enemy that a party of four would be able to kill. It just so happens that if it ambushes you and takes two people out at the beginning, you can get a little bit. Yeah, yeah and, and the uh, the dice gods were against us early on. Yeah. But you know what? We won, and that was a satisfying victory. It sure was. Yeah. And everyone is and alive. you killed my Leshy, Steve. You did. You <laughs> Yay. You said you, were, you said you were going to. You actually yes. said it at the you beginning. And remember I said, is that a promise? And then it was a promise. <laughs> Mr. Peepers may still die, right? He's got poison. Um, so the two of us will stabilize it, even in the worst case scenario. But um, yeah, Koloth, you probably need to go over there. And uh, Do you have medicine at all? I don't. I didn't realize no. how good it was. All you got to do is stabilize me. I okay, can well, stabilize Koloth. myself. All right, well, Koloth is okay. done. <laughs> just not quite done. Jahani's up, and uh, all right, I'll spend a hero point to stabilize well, myself. Right. Actually, you should. In theory, Jahal, you should probably do that when you're in your last possible legs because there's still poison. All oh, right, there's still right. poison. Still poison. Yeah, you Never might mind, still okay. die. So give me a fortitude oh, save. You probably won't, but you might die. It so, goes yeah. six uh, rounds. It goes six rounds. That's six poison. Rounds? That's rough. Oh my god. Let's go for a fortitude save, if she can make this. She got it! And nice. she, she never critically failed against it either, so... Well, she's just up to stage one now. Mm. <laughs> and she still takes damage. And she also but... needs a flat check. But then she would do damage. Oh, right, flat check beforehand. She failed that, oh, so no. she now needs to spend her hero point. Alright, I spent my hero point to not die. Right, Alright, so now you, you are a too. dying zero. A dying zero. And yes. sort of stabilized, but does it clear all conditions and all that, or no? It doesn't. Okay. But she's stable. And Giovanni is dead. I, I have no poison and am stable. So right. I'm actually fine if it, um, at this point. So nothing can happen. You're, not, you're not conscious though, right? Yeah, I'm unfortunately, if you gave me one hit point, I could heal the entire party. No one would be at any risk. I have no idea. How, I, don't, I don't think I have any way to do that. I mean, wow. if I... Um, let me, if I have any potions on me that you can feed me. I ran out of money. I don't have a potion. And, and medicine is, won't do that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I have a potion that I got from the scroll spells and swords. Yeah, wait, we all do. We all have a starting consumable that we're supposed to start every mission with based on our Pathfinder what? training. And I have one. Yes. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, I'm a field agent, so I yes. don't get one of those. Linda's a field commission, but I'm not. And I, uh, so Linda doesn't get one, but I have one. And you guys should too, or another consumable, but probably a healing potion. 
So yeah, definitely healing. Potion. If you can feed me a healing potion, we can just stop right now. Either mine, it's free; it won't cost me anything from my own pouch or or theirs. Well, I mean, I, I would have one, and I would, I would. Oh yeah. Uh, on my turn, I would just give you. I would just administer mine. Well, we all start with one free consumable each mission from our training, unless we were field commissioned, which Linda was. If we trained with the society, like most agents did, we start with a free consumable, which I did, but Linda did. Yep. Because these are Pathfinder Society characters, we get that. Yep. All right. And I'm a field commission, which means I get extra downtime, but I don't get free stuff at the beginning of each scenario. All right. Well, Mr. Peepers is up, and just give me a quick. I'll do your fortitudes. That's a good point. Thank you. I picked field commission, so I wouldn't need to think about it for this level. He fails his fortitude save, so. So he winds up at dying three, but. Yes. Yeah, because he failed. You've just failed two checks for him: his fortitude save and his um and his stabilization. But oh, I didn't Koloff, do that the stabilization. Oh, if Koloff can wake me up, then he actually succeeded with his stabilization. Oh right, he made it eleven, and then he failed his fortitude save. So that puts him at dying two. And if Koloff can just get feed me the healing potion on my turn, I will make sure that um I'll no, make no, sure they don't die. Yeah. And I and I do and I do so. Okay. All right. <laughs> so. So what we're talking about here with the free resources, this is the um, on the guide for um, second edition under there's a section training that um, I talked about a bit in the interview that represents how your character went through their training as a part of the Pathfinder Society, and um, from that you get a free consumable at the start of a reading. Nice. I All like right. That. So. Peepers is clearly in a worse situation right now, okay? Be, uh, uh, like, clearly, right? He's a dying yeah. tree. You're, like, yeah, yeah. you stabilize your yeah, yeah, fine. So, as soon as I wake up, I say, Shell, his name, Kola, you defeated it yourself? <laughs> I did. Save Mr. Peepers. All right. Southwest. I, oh, right. I shouldn't have... I should roll one of these online dice. Um, all right. So, I heal Mr. Peepers for 16. 1d8 plus 8. So he's got 16 hit points. Uh, so, like you, so you stand, do you just have to like stand up, move, and then so, do that? Uh, no, I just stay where I am. It's a 30-foot range. Oh, nice. It's like a channel kind of thing? I, uh, yeah. I call upon Shellen, and like a glowing songbird with rainbow-colored tail flies forward and heals him for 16. I do have nice. one action left. I could potentially um, wake up... Um, to Holly, but I want to save my cure to heal her for more on the next turn because she seems to be like she's not about to die. Um, so that having woken him up like that, there's pretty much not much chance that he's going to die. He is wounded one, which means until I do that treat wounds thing that I did for Olaf, mm. um, if he died, if he went to dying again, he would increase his dying at a dreadful rate and probably die. Um, so he's at sixteen. That would take any like tons of poison to kill him. And, and you need to take the, uh, the, the the skull off Alessia, right? Uh, yes, because I was healed by for the uh, however much your potion did. Let's roll it. What does it do? One d eight. One d eight. So three. Um, and then Jahali, you were stable from last time. Yeah, I so you just dropped a fortitude save. Well, wait. Centipede Swarm has fast healing five, so it's coming. All back. right, that is a <laughs> critical failure on the fortitude save. All right, so my poison stage goes down. Yep, and you're now dying too. <laughs> but then, before anything else bad can happen, it will at least get back to my turn. And there's also Mr. Peepers. Yeah, I can also uh, 
do a uh i'd like to to roll through this um combat medic uh check that i can uh resuscitate uh oh yeah oh yeah Abby, yeah give on. it a shot even if it critically fails it'll only take Linda to dying three that won't kill it <laughs> it actually oh can actually make her condition worse on a critical Badass. failure of battle medic but he has a really good bonus he'll only critically found a one yeah is a, is a one always a critical failure? No, actually. If you're so badass that your bonus is higher than the actual DC, uh, basically gotcha. a one is one worse, one category worse than it's supposed to be. So here he failed, but did not critically fail. Cool. Um, yeah, I don't know what the... Oh, yeah, the D... I don't know what the DC yeah, is actually on this. 15? It's a, yeah, it's Jeez. a set 15. So you have a better than 50-50, but just didn't make it. Um... I will heal Linda with my shell and healing. So that heals Linda for 12. Uh, Peeper's made the same. So I think this this time he clears it out. No, he actually failed that the one was a reflex. So he only had a... Oh, that was a reflex save. Save. Never mind. Oh, uh, okay. Womp womp. Oh, actually, hold on. I can yeah. also, for my second uh, action, I can perform that on myself as well. You're right. You can do it I once per person, once myself. per person per hour. But does, but does that clear poison? Because he was already healed up. Well, it, it won't, but it, it'll it'll heal a bunch of damage. Well, you didn't have any damage last turn. This was a damage. Now, Jahali. wait, you're still getting poisoned? Oh my god! Yeah, now <laughs> so is still getting so poisoned. Glad I didn't touch these centipedes. <laughs> it's like <laughs> nuts. All right, she made it. Made it. She's uh, back to poison oh one. Oh god. <laughs> okay. It's like a, it's like like a, a spreadsheet for this thing. It's insane. Okay. So now, um, wait, what happened? Well, you oh, went yeah, and you, lesson. yeah, the order got messed up. Yeah, and I so, healed. So, well, you already um, healed. You, you went ahead by accident. Now, Mr. Peepers is up. That's right. Uh, I can't uh, do that check on myself. I can only. Can oh yeah, yourself. I can take a. Uh, uh, I you do have heal a healing yourself. potion. Yeah, we each have it except for Linda. All right, so from man. our Pathfinder training. So here comes right, one, one point of healing. One point. You were right. It was one point. Yeah, that's all I roll. So it's not automatically a healing potion. There's other choices that you can pick. But the default suggestion is healing potion if you don't have uh, if you don't have something else. I think it there. says if you forgot, just yeah. make a healing potion. Well, seeing how the damage is, it definitely seems like a good choice. Oh no, he failed. The good news is we're on round five, which means that on the next round, Linda's gonna stop being poisoned. Uh, it'll be the sixth round, and then on the round after that, papers are okay, gonna stop. Okay, you're right. Point the same thing. Uh, okay. You're up. Poison. Safe. Here it goes. She the fails. Oh, <laughs> she would have cleared it. Oh my god. Max damage. Oh, she's at zero, so she dropped. She's dying again. Oh my <laughs> god. This is insane. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay. So, um. We can still save her. Mr. Peepers. In fact, her poison, her poison has ended because round six is the sixth tick. Because round one was the first. Because uh, the monster acted before her. Which means that um, I will, if I heal her again, she's not poisoned anymore. Then I'm out of the woods. Then she's out of the woods. So, but also Peepers is kind of in trouble. Yeah. So <laughs> Maybe you should ch Three action channel. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do a something 
different than that. I'm going to... No, I'll do a three-action channel. I'm going to heal everyone for a D8. No, wait, hold on one second. The, the centipede swarm is definitely dead, right? Uh, yes. Unless... You would heal, uh, unless you would Steven heal it, chooses... Right? That's true. Unless uh, Steven has chosen not to have it be dead, and then he would tell us. No, it's it's dead. Um, so but... I heal I yes. heal for seven to everyone, including myself. Um, that will wake Linda up. She's not poisoned. Now Peepers, his last hit of poison can't kill him, and we're good. Well, nice. I also I also would have seven poison. Yeah, there we go. Woo! Yeah, does the centipede swarm get healed? Do you have? Well, yeah, um, of course it does. Selective channeling, probably not. Yeah, so, channeling? But that's Has why that I asked worked? if it was dead or not, because if it was, a, yeah, that was, was a like, good point. How does that work? Well, um, it was doing well, the default eight. rule is that it dies, um, or especially a swarm disperses when it's at zero. But yeah, yeah, if you choose to keep it alive because it's an important plot nah, NPC, then nah, that would be alive. It's dead. But you it's would actually not. been passed. Yeah, it's, I haven't been rolling. It's dead. But that could have been really funny. You're like, oh, <laughs> I heal everybody, and then all. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay, that, that would be hard. But so let's do anguish mode now, Mark. What do you think? Um, well, gosh. I think I think I'm we kidding. might be able to survive anguish mode as long as we didn't have three people that were all in a two by two square. I mean, like imagine if my character was out there doing this much healing during the fight, right? Yep, we'd have been fine. Whoops! What the heck? <laughs> he did thirteen instead of one. All right, and then that's the last poison for him too, so we're good. <laughs> we're good is a relative term. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I'm gonna trust that all your math is right because I couldn't follow what was going well, on. I, was, was I wasn't even the GM anymore. It's like Mark just took over the game at this point. I was just like, yeah, I'll let Mark. Do Sorry, I was trying to get. Oh it no, 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 it's good. No, no, no it's that's really complicated. Awesome. That's that's no, I, you were having yeah. fun and you're into it and I had no problem and you're the healer. It's your job anyhow. Uh, and I'd honestly, because it, it's all thanks to D20 Pro telling me when round six and seven began that I could keep track of when the poisons ended because yeah. then that yeah. just told me which round it was going to end. You know, what's interesting. We actually had to, it's like, I guess a lot of people would hand wave then, but in a weird way, that was a puzzle because you had to figure out who'd heal when because if you didn't, people would have died because everyone used up their hero points. There was no hero yeah, points Yeah, if, if I had healed like foolishly or small amounts to them right at the beginning, um, they actually would have died. Jaholi, uh, crouches now down next to Giovanni, and she seems a lot less concerned than someone you might expect someone to be for their familiar dying, and she says, Oh, Giovanni, I guess I'll have to make you a new body again. <laughs> this one took a lot of work. Because he puffs into like a verdant puff, right? Yeah, he did. Mm -hmm. Wow. As long as its soul is still alive. Ah, uh, yes. Leshies are made out of vital essence, which is sort of like life energy. So they're living life energy spirits. So let's nice. get out of this dungeon. Wow. <laughs> yes, so this is a horrible place. Forget what, like, we'll, we'll, we'll take some. I feel fine. I, I don't we'll know what you guys that, are talking about. You can grab that body uh, if there's anything left of the Pathfinder that we ran across and right. drag <laughs> it out. Just grab them by the, the, the belt and... You know, we'll come limping out of the uh, <laughs> limping out of the dungeon. Okay, we're done here. <laughs> I'm gonna spend a few hours to treat everyone's wounds, and then uh, presumably we go back in and check those last I, well, doors. Well, maybe what but... we can do is go back to the venture cap, and you said we could go back and rest. Oh yeah, you go said in yeah. between and each then day. Come back tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Rest and the rest of we don't have much time um, right now, but I, I presume we would go to the other rooms and get the archaeological information. Because Mr. Peepers was doing a great job of doing that while we were talking to the NPC. 
And then while we were dying afterwards. <laughs> hey, you know what? If he had been in that two by two square and got hit by the ambush, he would have TPK. Yeah, I would have been TPK. So it was really good that he was not there. <laughs> so that he yeah. could come in from behind and do the torch crit. And, uh, and Steven, we definitely didn't mitigate. Yep. Uh, it's okay. We saw the character in there. I knew that you were probably oh. getting attacked by the swarm, and I didn't move us to not be standing. Yeah, Linda knew, Linda knew where, yeah, where I knew. it was. Yep. <laughs> but the whole thing is, when I rolled, it rolled a 27, and you rolled 26, and I was like, that's where it ended up. Like, wherever it ended up, it ended yep. up. And then I was like, oh, you guys are all there. Yeah, and Linda it could have just, just gone before it. Damn it. Have moved yeah. out of formation. No, I'm just saying, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I didn't get a game to move us out of yep. formation. And yeah. you know what? <laughs> I'm going to remember the healing potions that we all have sooner next time because actually, like, we could have remembered it and fed it to me in the middle of the battle, but I totally blanked yes. until we were at the yeah. end. Well, like I said, this is our, um, this is both of our first, second edition. Yeah, I've never played PFS2, so. but I, I, Linda, I'm now so grateful to you and John and Mike, and I guess I was at the meeting too, and Tanya, for making us have get these extra potions for <laughs> society because that was clutch. Yeah, it's part of the it's part of the philosophical idea that the society is working harder to supply its agents with different resources to help them out. Because yeah. this also it was kind of weird how you'd have the occasional venture captain who would give you resources, but otherwise it's just like yeah, this is dangerous, just go. Yep. Well, um, you guys were awesome. You basically two like I guess it's proof that that was a fair level three monster is that two two level one characters absolutely defeated it on their own. <laughs> like yeah. if, if that had been a battle where Koloth and Mister Peepers went first at at so to speak on the first round, and then we just didn't exist, the two of us, Linda and me, that would have been the same fight essentially. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and we're also, yeah, like, I mean, I had that crit for 16 points of damage, which is... That was, that that was, was impressive. So, that was huge. so that was crazy. Really, that was not expected. It was so smart yeah. to think to use a torch on it, because that gave it a five weakness, so your minimum was at least going to be, five, like, the six fire damage, even if you didn't crit. So that yeah. was... Yeah. That, it, it looks like it didn't have that many hit points. It was just really obnoxious. And there's a lot of variables because it all depends on where it's going to go, who's bunched up together. Like if we were all spread out just for whatever reason, like it would have been way less deadly. You know? That would have been so easy. Or I mean, not so easy, but if if, if it, let's say it had taken me down, but Linda was in the, the back, she could have healed me. I could have chain healed. It would have been fine. Yeah. But yeah, it was great fighting with you guys. That was an exhilarating battle. That and was I, fun. I, I really enjoyed it. You see, Linda, when I, you said, you're like, oh, this adventure's not that deadly. I don't know how oh. I could ever die or kill someone I, on this adventure. I, I mean, you know, it, things went against us, things went for us, and none of the PCs died in the end, right? That could have easily you been a PC. Though. came about as PCs close. PCs don't have five hit points. <laughs> I know. If, if we added up all the, if we add up all the dying conditions... It was like, let's see, three... That were ever three. achieved at any point? Yeah, it's something like you're probably up to like dying 15 for the party after that was all said and done. It's uh, that assumes that we stop when the Leshy died at dying four and don't count how much it would have exactly. died if it was still alive. Right. But yes, you're <laughs> absolutely right, Stephen. <laughs> about that high. That was, that was great. That was Well, you game. know what? Now I'm just imagining, like, what if we had fought the even harder version of whatever... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good to see it. Uh, it's good to see it all in action. Yeah, yep. uh, yeah, but also John, just to show you, like, and that's also the thing of Pathfinder Second Edition. 
just whatever you have. You can shield bash. You could have actually punched them if you wanted to. I mean, at, you, I doubt that would have done that much damage, no, but it could punching. have done damage if you if yeah. he rolled. He would have needed to roll high to do damage, like. He would have had a one in four chance of doing zero if he punched, but it could have done a little bit if he punched into the swarm. Well, well but the torch isn't supposed to even do that much, but the crit right. did the crit and a he, lot. And he gets to add his dex, so right. it did a lot. Yeah, yeah, it did a lot of damage. That um, yeah, that 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 torch was actually the best weapon out of everyone's weapons, even better. Yeah. Than Looking at that little red thing going up on the on the screen, that looked like it was more than half of its health in one blow. The thing that I was uh, working against is this thing was one-shotting you guys, and I saw the the rolls that you had to make to save against poison, and there's no way you're going to do that two turns, you know, like twice in a single round. So I was not so worried about, like, even hitting it, but surviving one round to be able to run away because yeah, that's that thing at. is a nasty, nasty creature. Looking at it, one thing I see that's a little um, off to me that I'm going to make a note about is usually if a creature has a basic save and then a second ability, if you make the basic save and take half, you usually don't get hit by the second ability. This one just says basic save and then, oh yeah, and then centipede venom. So, <laughs> welcome even though you make the level save, one. <laughs> yeah, even though, you, now, now, Linda and I were screwed no matter what. We failed the reflex save. You got one he, shot. He, yeah. Peepers made the reflex save. So, if it had been working like most monsters do, he wouldn't have had to even suffer the poison. Damn. Uh, but, so is that it, a potential thing it, that's something I'm going to write down and take a look at because it's not wrong. It's just, it's a little unusual that people. Would have helped peepers, not us. But uh, <laughs> all right. No, I actually noticed that because it said and poison damage. Yeah, it doesn't. And say normally it'll say something like if you right. make the save, you don't take the damage. So by default, if you critically make the save, you won't take the poison because you take zero. And poison's injury poison said if you take zero, then you don't take it. But critically making the save is a big ask, even for a rogue at level one. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> How are we going to get a 30? That's not going to happen. It would have to be a natural 20. Yeah. So for the qu quick wrap-up is you do explore the rest of the tomb, and you find out that there are some little bits and trinkets of, uh, of gear here and there. And sure enough, this guy was a office clerk. It was an office clerk who actually saw the orders and thought, hey, that's an easy way for me to get some money. So he came here early before the pathfinders could to try to raid the place and uh he was actually doing okay until well something mysterious happened you're not exactly sure because it was a little weird how the lights all went out even yeah. the magical lights and then they came right back so maybe this place is still cursed by uh, it's that stone. It's that stone that we took. That wouldn't have happened if you guys <laughs> yeah, would have left that stone. You don't steal gods come on you actually <laughs> well, you find, God, I'm a, and i know that yeah well you find out later that that stone is i was actually a dull gray iron stone it actually is an iron stone but it's not what you thought it was it actually is just a iron stone that will float around your head and you can cast like a little spell into it like light that's what yeah. most people do or like yeah. continual flame so you can just sort of have a little continual flame hanging around you um, so cool. it wasn't quite what you thought it was. Oh, nice. A hands-free torch is what yeah, that yeah, is. Exactly. Yeah. Very yeah. Good. yeah. 
Uh, so, how much are those? Can we buy those then? No, Pathfinder Society is different. It's weird. Like you probably can because it is something that was found in the adventure well, and then everyone can blue. buy it. Yeah, yeah. Well, well the blue. way it right. So the way it works is is that Pathfinder Society Two is a little different now. You get what's called treasure bundles, and the treasure bundles how much gold you get. And for this adventure, you got five thousand gold pieces. I'm looking it up. Uh, it's also a small adventure. You get 3.5 gold pieces. Woohoo! What? That's it? <laughs> That's it. 3.5 <laughs> gold yeah. pieces. Freaking. I, I can buy more weapons. <laughs> and you can also. Wow. You also found the Onyx Panther Talisman that also was actually also in the, um, in the temple. And that you can buy later for six gold pieces. And you also have a new bonus once I give you a chronicle sheet, is that three times you can use as a reflex is that if you're going to be setting off a trap and you need to do a reflex action, you can do the sand slide is that you quickly drop prone and step. You actually move five feet and then drop prone and then you get a plus two to triggering a reflex save. Oh, so nice. basically, it's like if I said to you, oh, do a reflex save on a trap, you can say, I'm going to use my sand oh, slide, wow. and then you get a plus. You can do it three times, and then it's done over the course of your life, and then, uh, yeah. So there you go. That's how that works. Oh, cool. Let's hope. I need to get my, my number. I don't know what my number is. And John probably doesn't have a number. Oh, oh I have does. my number. Oh, yeah. he has a number. Of course I have my number. Of course, Chris. Oh, Everyone yeah. has their number. That's true. I forgot. Yeah, you were uh, at at any rate, um, yeah, thank we've got to we got to head off. Thanks for doing this, guys. This was a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, it was a, it was a blast uh, playing with you guys with, for my first PFS I, I do, uh, I, I do. I am still intrigued by the idea of. Anguish mode. Harder version of this, although I feel like we kind of got a, a good sense of challenge. <laughs> yeah, that's right true. Out. That's true. So um, yeah, this was this was good fun. I hope I wasn't like losing it too much. Oh, perfect. No, 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 we would I be want, here. I want to learn. Yeah. Way no, right. no, no. yeah. I'd rather have you do right. it than me. It was easier. All right. And oh, and you do get chronicle sheets. So in the end, yes, you all get one experience, one fame, one all reputation, right. and and one um, you're like, you're like one. <laughs> well, you got those, and then well, you, you get, get one for free at the start of each mission. And right. Exactly. You can you can pick up different things. You too. don't get to keep it at the end if you don't use it. Um, it's just a sort of like a field gear thing that you get at each mission. I like that. All right. Later, guys. Take care. Bye, everybody. Bye. Take care. Thank Bye -bye. you. Welcome. Hey, everyone. Steve here. So there we go. The Sandstone Secret Quest Number 1 is complete. That was a lot of fun. I am surprised they managed to live through that because it was incredibly touch and go. And oof, thank God John decided to actually attack with that torch because that thing was devastating against that swarm. So lesson learned. And thank God Mark was there because the combination of everyone dying and persistent damage and poison was very complex and I'm actually glad that he gave almost a tutorial on how to handle that. If you notice by the end, I wasn't even really talking. Mark was taking care of everything and he kind of turned into the GM. And let me tell you, I've actually played with Mark before and he kind of does this and 99% of the time whenever a player kind of takes over, I will not appreciate it. But when it comes to Mark Stifer, 
the man who literally helped write the rules. I have no problem whatsoever if he wants to take over. In fact, it was fun just listening to him. And more importantly, he was having fun. And that's really what's important. You want your players to have fun. And I didn't mind whatsoever listening to him explain how all the systems work. Because at this point, when we recorded this, I only played Pathfinder 2nd Edition for about two or three weeks. So a lot of this was still really new to me. So I was very appreciative. I did, definitely did not want to mess up these rules this early because one mistake could have easily killed off some of those characters. And that is the last thing I wanted to do is to kill off a character by accident. I also want to give full credit to Linda and Mark because they kind of knew what was going to happen. They knew that that centipede swarm was going to appear. Now, it really came down to initiative. If they went first and the swarm went later, they would have been fine. They would have spread out. No one would have been hit. Yeah, the swarm can kind of kill you in one round, but it can only kill one person at a time. But it just happened to land right on both healers and the Leshy, take them both out, and then stayed on top of them. And in fact, if I really, really, really wanted to be mean, I probably did mess up a little. I think the swarm should have continued damaging them, which would have brought them further down the chart, which probably would have killed them really, really early. I'm not exactly sure. I don't remember, but it was horrible. Oh, by the way, if you go to the Discord channel, I will post an image of what the battle map looked like when everyone was dropped and dying. And that was like in three rounds. It is bloody and deadly as hell. It is glorious. And I am glad that I killed Linda's Leshy. Not that I have anything against Leshies, not that I have anything against Linda, but I told her I was going to kill her Leshy, and then I did. And I was very happy about that. And the best part about all this is the only person Linda has to blame is herself, because she wrote this adventure, and she put in that swarm. There are two other encounters that are possible for this adventure. Neither of them, I think, are that hard. Swarms, as everyone knows, are generally really hard, and this swarm had a combination of not only being really hard, but then it has this poison that it lasts for six rounds, and it is incredibly devastating. It messes you up and does damage to you. It is nearly impossible to do anything about that poison other than roll well. So please let me know what did you think of this adventure. If you like this quest, there's another quest that just came out, quest number two, that looks like a lot of fun. I am planning on running most of these quests on the show with different people every time. Some people from Roll for Combat, some people from Paizo, maybe even some listeners. I can mix it up. In fact, I might even run this adventure more than once because why not? It could be totally different the next time I run it. There's a whole bunch of randomness to this and I got a lot more people at a Roll for Combat network that have not played this adventure so I might have to throw a few in there and give it another shot. If you're interested in this and you want to hear more of this content, please, please let me know. I can always be found on the Discord channel at discord.rollforcombat.com. And don't forget, if you're not listening to our actual play podcasts, please do. The Dead Sons Adventure Podcast is, well, it's really far. We're over 100 episodes in, but that's okay. 
you can pick it up right in the middle or towards the end if you want. At the beginning of every book, we do a recap. So the most recent episode, I believe, is episode 90 and where we start book five. So you could just jump right into episode 90 if you don't want to start all the way at episode one. As for the Fall of Plague Stone, that adventure only goes from levels 1 to 4. So that entire adventure is only going to go about 30, maybe 40 episodes at the very most. And we're currently up to episode 10. So if you're listening to this way later after we're completely done, you can listen to that entire show from beginning to end in, you know, just a couple of days or weeks. And final note... Pathfinder 2nd Edition is incredibly deadly. I'm going to talk about this more on the podcast, but holy moly, if you want to hear a lot of death, you want to hear a lot of people going down, and you want to hear us using these death and dying rules an awful lot, listen to the Fall of Plague Stone podcast, because oh my lord, this is a hard system. I tell you, those crits are not fooling around. I love it, but boy is it hard. Anyhow, with that, thanks for listening, and I'll see you later. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Pathfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various role-playing games on our Discord channel at discord.rollforcombat.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and other social media platforms. You've been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember that in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, anyone can be the healer now. I'm looking at you, fighter.